What is up, everyone? I'm Ryan from Fireside Knicks, and the Knicks are coming off of two wins on this West Coast trip. You know, we talked about how this team was going to need to, uh, you know, kind of rebound from the from that losing streak and kind of make us forget about that, right? They fell into the fifth, the sixth seed. You know, things were kind of looking bleak. The the Nets had beaten the the Nuggets, and it really looked like the Knicks had buried themselves a little bit there. Um, thankfully, the Heat kept losing, so you never really too concerned about that sixth, seventh seed. Um, but you know, now the Knicks are back. Back in the fifth seed, you know, the Knicks, I think, played really good basketball yesterday. Um, you know, better basketball than they did against the Lakers, though that game, I think, was still a really good showing for them. Um, and end of the day, man, uh, I think this team just needed a game like that. They needed a little bit of a, just an offensive explosion where they could go out there, score a bunch of points, and kind of have a more relaxed fourth quarter, not as high stress of an environment. Um, you know, I, I think the big key here is over the last two games, Julius Randle has looked significantly better. Um, no, he wasn't great from three yesterday, I understand, but, you know, going eight for 20 from the field, eight for 10 from the free throw line, giving me 24 points, 10 rebounds, four assists. I'll take that any day of the week. Uh, you know, I think he looked really good. Um, there are a lot of really good positives uh, from that game. There are a lot of, there's a lot of stuff to talk about. But before we get into all of that, Dylan, how are you doing today, my friend? And tell me how you feel after these two wins. Right. So I'm doing good first off. And, uh, you know, that was a huge win last night against Portland. Big win. I mean, the Lakers win was huge enough, but that one was even bigger because now you go back up to fifth seed. You know, Brooklyn had lost to OKC earlier in the night, so that's huge. Um, so my thoughts about the game. So, you know, first and second half was like night and day. I mean, the first half, I mean, I'm just going to be flat out honest. It couldn't have gotten any more miserable than that. It was rough, very rough start. You know, they were down, I think, like 15 or 16 points right out of the gate, really. They couldn't hit any shots throughout like the entire first half. I think they closed out the half shooting just like 35% from the field. It was not pretty. I mean, they got on a little run at the end of the first half to cut the deficit to six, which was nice to see. But the overall numbers in the first half were not pretty to look at. You know what I mean? But the second half, I don't know what was discussed in that locker room at halftime, but whatever it was, it worked because they looked like a completely different team out in the second half. They were hitting their shots. You know, they were get playing great perimeter defense. I thought the rim protection was phenomenal last night. You know, Hartenstein had a good block. I know Deuce was playing out of his mind just on both ends. You know, McBride had a career night, hit like four threes. He had 18 points. I mean, he had a fantastic night. For a guy who's had, who lost his playing time when Brunson, when uh, Hart came along, excuse me, and then Brunson goes down and he gets his roll back and he plays like that. That's a very welcome sight to see. You know, I know when Brunson returns, Deuce will likely be taken right back out of the rotation. But it's nice to see that Deuce was able to fill the void while we don't have Brunson. You know, I know it's Portland. I know Portland's not like a crazy good team, but it's still an NBA team. And we know that Deuce has kind of struggled to translate his offensive capabilities from Westchester into the NBA. But last night was a pretty good glimpse of what he has been doing in Westchester all these times he's gone down there. And he did that last night. And I thought he was just phenomenal on both ends. And I think he was a big catalyst to the victory, really. Because, you know, without his contributions, maybe we don't win by as many points. Maybe we don't turn it around as big. Maybe we don't even win that game. Who knows? But, you know, bottom line... The second half was just a lot better than the first half. I was really encouraged by what I saw in the second half because the bench, you know, the bench came in and stepped up. You know, the starters were not playing as great. You know, Julius Randle had a rough first half. He played better in the second half, yes, but, you know, he's still not hitting his threes of late. His three-point is not falling, but he did, he did get in the paint a lot more. He started being more aggressive in the second half, which I liked seeing. R.J. Barrett had a nice second half as well. I think he finished with like 24 points. You know, another 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 solid game for Barrett. Two solid games in a row. That's what I like to see. And um, yeah, you know, just 
I'm really excited what I saw from the bench. So I'm really excited to see if they can continue that trend as the season winds down. I think they have 11 games remaining. You know, they're now back up to fifth seed. They have 41 victories. You know, second time they've been at a 500 or better team in two in the last three seasons. So right now, playoffs seem like the inevitable. So now we kind of just need to finish strong and just, you know, get that fifth spot. You know, keep winning these games. You know, they have a big game against Denver on Saturday, but they have time to rest. You know, the West Coast trip is grueling. You know, they had games every other night, and it's on a different. It's on the West Coast. You know, time zone difference, all that stuff. Didn't have Jalen Brunson for basically the entire stretch. You know, they had Jalen Brunson for a half of the Sacramento game, but you know, other than that, they didn't have him at all. So, hopefully, these next few off days will give time for Brunson to heal, and also. You know, just have our team at full strength as we head down this final stretch. You know, so I was, but you know, to wrap up the point, you know, really encouraged with what I saw from the bench. Great unit. You know, Hart was great. Deuce was great. Quickly was great again. You know, I know Quickly started, but you know, obviously plays a lot with the second unit. It was great. Hartenstein was phenomenal as well. He had no points, but he had 11 rebounds. You know, he was being impactful on the defensive end. So I just loved what I was seeing from there. I know Obi Toppin hit a few threes as well. You know, everything was going great in the second half, and that's what I want to see more of. What we were doing in the second half is what I want to see more of. It's a good thing that we were able to rely on the bench for that game when we don't have our star point guard. That's a big thing right there. So if they can keep playing like that, if the bench can keep playing like that, our bench mob is back, one. And two, we have an even deeper unit than we thought of, you know, down this final stretch. So just keep doing that. That's what I want to see because that first half was brutal. I don't want to see what I saw in that first half. I know some nights, you know, shots just don't go in, but that was brutal. That was really hard to watch, and I was not very confident going into the second half, and they completely changed my mind about that in the second half because they looked like a completely different team and the team I wanted to see, and I was really impressed by that stuff. Yeah, I think you hit on some massive points here. You know, number one, being resilient, right? You know, Miles Mc... Uh, Deuce McBride, Miles McBride. Deuce McBride. Uh, wait. That is his name. I, my brain is just fried right now. Uh, <laughs> I'm just so used to calling him by his nickname. Like, that's not his first name. His first name's not Miles. Uh, but in all seriousness, um, you know, Miles McBride is someone who has not, as you mentioned, has not been in the rotation much, right? He's someone who's, you know, lost his spot, right? And, and you know, I'm not sitting here and saying that when you lose your spot, you know, um, that the appropriate response is to, like, kind of, you know, take it out and get upset your team and be frustrated with the coaching staff and whatever it may be. But, you know it's definitely, you can understand as a, you know, as a human being, that feeling of, of not, of, you know, losing your job or losing your role or losing that opportunity that you had, you know, and feel like you didn't take full advantage of it. Um, and the Knicks asked him in this West Coast trip to step up and he stepped up. It's not even just tonight against the Lakers. He had big threes as well. That shot is finally falling for him. you love to see it because he's a phenomenal defensive guard. It's not even a matter of, you know, you feel like if he gives you league average offense, if he just doesn't, if he gives you anything better than awful offensive performances, he is a very valuable member of an NBA rotation because he's such a good defensive guard. And I'm pretty sure, I mean, I'm pretty sure he can evolve as a playmaker still. So, you know, you kind of look at this team, he's a young player on this team still, right? He's still, it's not like this is a, you know, guy that's 30 years old. This isn't even an Alfred Payton situation where we're raving about his defense, but it doesn't really make up for the offense. His defense kind of cancel out, cancels out his offense. But when he is able to contribute at all on the offense side of the ball, he is truly, truly a really good player and a really good role player for this team. Um, you know, you mentioned this with, uh, you know, the game yesterday where you feel like you're kind of out of it and then the Knicks get back into it. That felt like a game the Knicks had to win. The Knicks lost three in a row. You win that game against Lakers. And you're like, all right, let's go on a roll now. Let's at least, you know, let's 
kind of put that behind us. And that Blazers game felt like, oh, here we go again. It's going to be a slump. This team is going to go through a slump. And that's not what happened. They were able to battle out of it. They were able to get um, out of that, uh, uh, you know, little rut they put themselves in. And, and that is huge. The, the winning games like that, I want to put such a large emphasis on that because winning ba- winning basketball games that, you know, you're down you're down the count, you know, you're down and out, you're, you're out of your, your star player isn't playing. You need to be able to find a way to win games like that, it's, even if it's against an opponent uh, that has a player like Damian Lillard who can, you know, just absolutely torture defense, right? Um, I, I feel like the Knicks did a really good job of, yes, Damian Lillard still beat them, but they did not let themselves, uh, they didn't let that stop them from winning. Because end of the day, despite the fact that Lillard's an amazing player, that Blazers roster is not good enough that they should be beating you outside of Lillard. And that's that's exactly what happened. The Knicks were, you know, yes, they, you know, they gave up their, their, they, they got beat by Lillard. That's whatever, you know, Lillard is always going to score a lot of points, but they didn't let other guys beat them. Um, as you mentioned, the defense tightened up. The offense, the shots finally started falling. The Knicks shot over 40% from three on 35 attempts yesterday. you love to see that. And that's despite, as you mentioned, Julius Randle not hitting his threes, right? Um, I think that shot is going to come around. And another thing too is I like that Julius Randle's able to be a positive contributor even when his shot isn't always falling. I felt like last year and even the first all-star season he had, if Julius Randle wasn't, you know, his shot wasn't falling, the Knicks were screwed. Now it's like his shot cannot fall. It can, can, can struggle. He can struggle offensively. He can struggle to shoot the basketball. He can struggle to score. And yet, the he number one, he can still play a really good ba- brand of basketball. And number two, the Knicks can still win in spite of that. You know, yesterday the Knicks' leading scorer was Emmanuel quickly, right? And that's kind of become the theme of this Knicks team. You know, it, it, it's it's that mentality of you know any given night, and I feel like any of these guys can go out and have a big night. Um, and, and that's exactly what what Emmanuel quickly did. Emmanuel quickly. I mean, he's he's the sixth man of the year. I'm sorry. At this point in time, you know, he's been asked to do so many different things for this team. He is so impactful. He is so good. He is so he's just everywhere. He's an excellent defensive guard. He's an excellent offensive player. His three point shots come around. He really looks like the player that a lot of, you know, Knicks fans imagine he could be as a sixth man. And he's also showing he's a really good starting point guard, too. You know, if it wasn't for the fact that Jalen Brunson was here, I think we'd be looking at Emmanuel Hooley and say, wow, this is a really good starting point guard right? But you know what? Brunson's here and he's got to embrace his role as a six man and as a closing option. And that's exactly what he's become. You know, there are a few guys on this team that, um, or a few guys in the league, quite frankly, that just mesh with the lineup and improve the quality of play around guys around the, uh, about, a. Uh, that improve the quality of performance from the guys around them the way quickly does. He's a great glue guy. He's the guy you throw into any lineup with any uh, of the guys on the Knicks, and that that that's still a positive net rating uh, lineup. And that's just how good quickly is. Um, but with that being said, you know you mentioned it. They have a huge matchup with the Nuggets ahead. Yes, they have rest between now and then. But number one, it's a nice time to catch the Nuggets. They're struggling. And number two, you know it's still the Nuggets. It's still Jokic. It's still the guy who might go on to win his third straight MVP. Something we rarely see in the NBA, rarely seen sports in general. You know, this is a chance to really prove yourself. If you get Brunson back, if you beat a team like the Nuggets, you know, I feel like you can kind of start pounding your chest and saying, you know, we've beaten the Celtics three times. We've beaten the Nuggets twice this year. We've beaten some good teams. You know, we are someone that not only you don't want to face in the postseason, we can beat anyone. If we, if, if we're healthy, we can beat absolutely anyone. What do you think about that? No, I 100% agree. You know, the big game against Nuggets. I mean, Jokic is a superstar player. Obviously he's probably the best player in the NBA right now if, if you know there's all a debate if it's him or Giannis is the best player that's free for you guys to debate but at the end of the day Jokic is an MVP candidate player and you know if you can if you can knock him off and get a big win against him at home 
like you said, it puts a big statement. Like, yeah, we're, we're a great team, and look at us. We're beating all these good teams with their star players. You know, they beat the Nuggets right early in the season. Jokic did not play in that game, so people will probably have the argument like, oh, Jokic didn't play, that's why you beat them, da 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 But, you know, if Jokic plays this time, which, you know, it seems likely he will, then... And if we could beat them, then that's, like you said, huge statement. Like, yeah, we're beating these guys. We're beating them with our star players. We beat the Celtics three times while they've been healthy. We've beaten the Sixers twice, beaten Cleveland twice while these guys, while their star players are on the floor. So we're beating their legitimate teams, you know. So doing that is a huge thing right there. And, you know, to touch upon quickly, you know, he's been phenomenal, like we've said. And especially since uh, the calendar turn in 2023, he's just been just insane. He's elevated his game to a whole new level. Like, he went from being, you know a struggling bench player, you know, because he was struggling to start the year. So he went from being a struggling bench player in the midst of trade rumors to an important asset to the team in just a matter of weeks and months, you know. Right now, he and like we've said too, he's elevated into that six-man conversation. And right now, he seems to be the front runner to win that award. You know, Malcolm Brogdon's been phenomenal, but personally me, I think quickly impacts winning like to the Knicks more than Brogdon does to the Celtics and I say that because like you know Brogdon's a great player yes but they also have Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum to rely on Marcus Smart as well they have the guys to you know that are there for them that are the guys you know quickly at times more often than not is asked to be the guy on some nights you know and some nights he's become that guy where he's the leading scorer or he's the most impactful defender you know I don't think the defense compares either between quickly and Brogdon you know quickly is like a miles defender better defender than than Brogdon Brogdon you know Brogdon's a strong player he plays with hustle and stuff like that but quickly is just like I think quickly's impact on both sides is is like much bigger to the Knicks than Brogdon's impact to the Celtics is because I feel like if you don't put Brogdon on the Celtics, they would still be a really good team. They'd probably still be top three or four in the Eastern Conference. You know, without quickly, the Knicks don't have a bench. And the Knicks probably would not be the fifth seed right now. You're probably looking at more like fighting for a play-in spot. You know, I know it's just a bench, but having a good bench does go a long way to a, to a team's success. So seeing how he's performed at his role this season, you know, like you said, he's good enough to be a starting point guard. I think by now we all know that. And he's shown that because in many starts this year, he showed out. So he's proven he, he's capable of being a consistent starting point guard in the NBA. But Brunson's here, and you're obviously not going to take Brunson's minutes away. So he has to settle in that six-man role, but he's thrived in it, you know. And they, the thing with Quickly, too, is, you like we've mentioned this before, you can put him anywhere. You can put him at shooting guard. You can put him at point guard. You can put him basically with any unit because no matter what, when he's on the floor, everything's different like he he is a floor general because when he's out there the pace is much quicker the ball is moving much quicker you know shots are going in you know they when they go on runs they just kill you they kill you with pace they go fast they get the ball they get they get shots up really quickly no pun intended but you know they get shots up fast so they they really kick it up a notch when he's on the floor and that's a big impact right there I think we see it right here because look how you know the Knicks have are easily having you know, I know they're not a great shooting team, but they're having one of their best offensive seasons in quite a while. You know, they have this is one of their best offensive ratings they've pretty much ever had. You know, and every night you see, you know, here and there too, you see the Knicks just like kill teams offensively. You know, go on huge bursts where they're just scoring nonstop, where it doesn't seem like a, a, the other team can stop them really. You know, and I think quickly plays a large part in that because you know usually oftentimes when those big runs happen. He's out on the floor. He's the one, you know, making hustle plays on defense. He's the one pushing the pace on fast breaks and on offensive sets. He's the one trying to get shots up as fast as you can, you know. 
I know, you know, you also want to get plays set up, but also keeping a defense on its heels is a big thing because if you let a defense get set, then that's that's when you struggle to hit shots. You know, I think we saw that last night, really, because, I mean, I know quickly was on the floor to start the game, but, you know, to start the game last night, they started off slow. They weren't really looking to get shots right away. The offense was moving very, very slow. They were running the offense through Randall for the most part, and it wasn't moving very fast. And shots weren't going in as a result. We went down big. You know, and then quickly started taking a larger role throughout the rest of the game. Shots went in much quicker. We were scoring in bunches. We were lighting up the three ball. You know, everything everything started to click. And I'm not saying like, I'm not saying quickly is like you know a perfect point guard. No, but he's a great fit. And I think his role is like perfect right now because with the team we have, you know, he he just pushes it really well. And I think like his his efforts go get underestimated sometimes. You know, he's. He is someone that like you can like depend on when you need to. He's someone you can, you know. Before we weren't sure about that, like early in the season, we weren't sure about that because he wasn't hitting shots. He didn't seem confident on the court. He may say he was confident, that's great, but you know, you could see there was a little bit of diminished confidence at the beginning of the season. Right now, he just seems more confident than ever. You know, I think the Celtics game was the biggest uh, example of such confidence. You know, he's hitting all these shots. He's dancing on him. He's having fun out there. You know, they ended up winning in double overtime. He played 55 minutes that game. He didn't look like he had broken a sweat, you know, so he was just like having so much fun out there. And I think things like that go a long way for a team because when you have a hustle guy like that who can just come in and get you big minutes, get you big shots, especially for a guy who's off who plays on the bench typically. If you can get a guy like that who can do that for you at any when asked to do so at any given moment, that goes a long way for a deep team down a playoff stretch, you know, and that's why that's why. Media members and fans are looking at the Knicks like they might make make a deep run because they're watching what we're doing right now. They're seeing how deep this team is when they're playing at its best strength, and they're like, "Dang, these guys are actually really good. We we shouldn't like just you know glance at them and just move past them. No, we gotta like take these guys more serious, you know." So, yeah, just to wrap up the point, like quickly is a huge contributor so i'm really excited to see what cookie does in the playoffs because right now he's easily playing the best basketball of his career and i'm really encouraged by what i'm seeing because you know he's basically doing everything that you need him to do he's gonna have a bad night once in a while but but given the circumstances of not having brunson right now and stuff i am really happy with what quickly is doing i'm extremely happy i mean i was happy with what he was doing off the bench already but Seeing him come in these spot starts while Brunson's out for an undefined amount of time too, so quickly, quickly don't even know what how much longer he'll be starting if he'll even start the next game. But I'm confident that even when quickly goes back to the bench, he'll just continue what he's been doing because that's just who he is now. It's becoming a normal thing to see him consistently get you know 15 to 20 points a game, get a bunch of rebounds and get some assists, hit some threes and play just phenomenal defense. That's becoming a normal thing now. This isn't like a, oh, he's having a great game. It's just a once in a while thing. No, this is becoming normal. And that's what I really like to see out of him. Yeah, I 100% agree. It's it's his ability to impact the game positively in a, in a myriad of different ways and a myriad of different roles. Uh, and quite frankly, that's something that the Knicks are going to heavily value, especially in a postseason run. You know, you look at, you know, teams are going to be, teams are going to be doubling Randall or doubling Brunson. Teams are going to try to, you know, shut them both down. And you have a guy like Quickly who has shown he can be a high-level scorer. This guy can score, man. This guy can really score the basketball. He can do so at a high level. He can create his own shot. He can play make for others. He can get other guys open, get other guys involved. Um, and, you know, it's kind of been this, this 
that this team has really done well in terms of their ability to supplement their main talent, right? You know, in terms of Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson, we know they've had remarkable seasons, but kind of a really big point of emphasis here is that bench mob, as you mentioned, you know, that ability to, you know, have guys come off the bench and fill in nicely and take on another team's second unit and excel and dominate in some sense, you know, like Josh Hart, Josh Hart again yesterday, having another really good night. You know, he kind of was quiet to start the game. He, I think his line, his night kind of mirrors the Knicks night. Started off not so hot, you know, shooting-wise, wasn't shooting very well. Um, the Knicks weren't shooting very well. And then once he picks it up, you know, the Knicks picked it up as well. So, you know, am I saying that Josh Hart finding his shot is the only reason why the Knicks won? No, I'm just saying it's, it's a pretty funny coincidence. Uh, but Josh Hart has played winning basketball the second he's got here. Um, you know... I can't really say enough good things about Josh Hart. I can't say enough good things about what he's doing with the New York Knicks. Um, the defense, the the rebounding, the turnovers he can create, uh, the shooting from three, right? He's just doing everything this team needs him to do. Um, again, I can't, the playmaking as well. I mean, what 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 factor of his game am I going to sit here? Can you sit here and even remotely complain about, right? I feel like he excels at everything. And, you know, is he elite? At, 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 is he an elite scorer? No. Is he an elite offensive player? Probably not. Um, but is he an elite defender and a pretty good offensive player? Absolutely. And that's exactly what the Knicks needed. They needed someone like that, you know. And you look at that closing lineup. We've talked about it before. A closing lineup where you have Brunson, Quickly, Hart, Randall, and Mitch Robinson on the same on the floor at the same time. Tr- good luck with that. If you're an opposing team, even if you're the Celtics, even if you're the Nuggets, even if whatever whatever top team, the Bucks, that is a tough lineup to try to score points on, number one, and to contain. They have high, a bunch of high-level threats from three. They have a bunch of guys who can guard, you know, very versatile guards who know how to you know how to guard uh you know one through four obviously it's tough to really be a one through five type of guard because you know i mean especially with Giannis, that man is unstoppable um but in all seriousness like this team has looked so much better with josh hart um you know we can continue i mean i rave about him all the time because i think he's just been that important of an addition um but you know looking at a postseason sense looking at you know just that bench mob in general, do you think Josh Hart is someone that is, you know, spearing other guys potentially to do better in that, in that, on that bench mob? Like guys like Mike McBride, guys like potentially, you know, I know Isaiah Hartenstein's looked a lot better and that started before Hart got here. Um, but it, it feels like this team is extremely deep and this bench is extremely deep. You know, where do you think this bench ranks amongst the league and how do you think Josh Hart has played a factor into that? Right. So right now, I mean, this bench is one of the better ones in the NBA right now, to be quite honest with you. You know, there there are teams with good benches in the league, but then there's there's like the Knicks who have, you know, they only run a nine man rotation. So they got four guys coming off the bench. But, you know, they just look phenomenal every time they go out there. And I know we talk about Josh Hart a lot, but I don't think it's really coincidence that the Knicks are 11 and three since Josh Hart came here. I don't think that's coincidence. You know, you could if you just see if you just watch the games you will see the instant impact you know i know he's not a a guy who lights up the box score but he just provides such an impact on the floor he he hustles he gets rebounds when he you know last night we saw him hit some threes so he's capable of doing that we've seen him hit, have 27 points in a game with us this year earlier back in february you know he's and he moves the ball well too he's getting some assists you know he's he's quietly having just like an all around phenomenal impact off the bench and you know you we I know there's a debate if like he should start or if he should keep coming off the bench, but the way I see it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, he's been just phenomenal in his bench role and look how much deeper the bench is as a result. 
Why change it? Because I think personally, he makes that bench a lot better. You know, quickly, ever since he came along, quickly's been hustling. Everyone seems to be hustling on rebounds more. Quickly's been doing it. McBride's been doing it. You know, they're they're hustling for rebounds. They're going in for offensive boards. They're fighting for 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 those rebounds, making it tougher for opponents to just get easy rebounds. Hartenstein's doing the same thing. You know. What I see more is since Hart came, I just see a much more energetic bench. You know, before Hart came along, our bench was pretty desolate. We didn't have much going on. We were one of the lowest scoring benches in the league. It was basically just quickly, and then the rest were kind of just there for, for defensive purposes. And yes, the defense was great, but nobody could score off that bench, really. And that's an issue, because if you don't have any depth scoring off the bench, you know, teams are just going to attack your star players to start and get them tired, and then once they're out of the game, then you're to their bench, and you they just, they'll just light up your bench, right? But I'm really excited what I've seen from the bench. You know, I think Josh Hart provides that impact to make that energy more, more like, fluid throughout that bench. You know, they move the ball so much faster. Everything's just moving like a lot quicker. You know, Hart will get those rebounds and he'll go coast to coast. He's pretty tough to stop in transition too. So seeing things like that as well, just push the pace, score when you have the chance, you know, take those shots, you know, seeing that is really encouraging. You know, I know Josh Hart should, there's probably times, you know, Hart could honestly shoot the ball more. He tries, sometimes he tries to look to move the ball too much. I'm not going to lie about that. But it's not necessarily a bad thing that he is trying to move the ball, period, because, like, you know, on offense, you know, we know we're not exactly a ball movement type team. We're pretty one-on-one centered. We're isolated centered. We're low, we're last in the NBA in assists per game, right? But, you know, seeing, like, ball movement come out of the bench and just move the ball, get scoring, you know, fast scoring, fast offense, hustle plays, Things like that's encouraging, and it, it lights up the entire team because, you know, I mentioned, you know, it helps energize the bench, but that ultimately will energize the starters as well because they'll see what they're doing, and they'll and they'll be, you know, they'll get excited at what they're seeing from the bench, and they'll be like, okay, these guys are helping us are helping us right now. We need to help them too and also step up, and that's what they end up doing. You know, at times we see this Knicks team just go on runs where they can't be stopped, and I think a lot of that is because of Josh Hart. He just brings a new energy to the bench that we haven't seen. It helps to that Josh Hart is, you know, really good, really good friends with our star player, Jalen Brunson. They played in Villanova, and I think that's a huge thing. You may think, some fans might think it might not mean much, but it actually goes a long way because that, the chemistry right there is already built, so then they're just, they're just out there having fun. They know what they're doing. They know how to, how to torch teams, and, you know, I'm just, point, to wrap up the point, I'm just excited to see what Josh Hart will do come playoff time. I'm excited to see how the bench will do come playoff time. I'm excited. I'm, I'm curious to see what kind of role Hart will get in the playoffs because I think we know by now he's going to get a large large portion of minutes. He's going to get a lot of minutes. He's going to get he's going to get those closing minutes. He's almost certainly going to, you know, so seeing, seeing what he's been doing, I'm just, I'm hoping he continues this which I expect him to do because you know he just he plays he he plays his tail off every game he, he does he, he's a hustle player he's a guy you want every if there's any player that you want that like you know he ain't he might not light up the box score but he'll hustle and he will give you 100% effort every single game he plays Josh Hart's that guy he will give you 100% every single time and you know, I think that goes a long way. I think teams really need to value players like that, and I think it's a big reason why I'm happy the Knicks got him, and I why I think the Knicks should and probably will end up re-signing Josh Hart in the offseason because, you know, like I mentioned, it's not a coincidence that we're 11-3 and since he came. It's not. It's clear that he's a big reason why. You know, the team was very, the team was about 500 when he came here, and ever since he came here, we've become just suddenly like a serious problem 
a serious contender. Just him alone made the team so much deeper. And I think it's been showing every single night, day in and day out. And I'm really excited to see how that continues as the final stretch comes and what happens when we enter the playoffs, you know. And I expect it to continue. I hope it continues. And, you know, I'm just, it's a lot of good stuff to talk about, you know. We talk about, like I said, we talk about Hart all the time, but he is that impactful. He's that impactful. He's worth talking about because he just, he makes such a difference. You could see it in everybody else. You know, they try, they've tried so much harder since he came. The effort is like, the effort's phenomenal. You know, I haven't seen a team have this much, the Knicks have this much effort really all season long, you know. They're fighting for rebounds. They're trying their their tails off on defense. They are really, really getting it going. You know, they're looking to score. They're looking to just, they're not looking to just beat you. They're looking to drill you into the ground. They're looking to destroy you. You know, they're looking to just dominate from tip to the final buzzer. You know, so I'm really encouraged by what I'm seeing. I, I you know, I'm just really excited for it, you know. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, I think you've meant, you know, this team has, as you mentioned, you know, just that ability that, yes, you know, they're not an elite level offense in, you know, in terms of like being like one or two or three in the league. Um, but they can, they have those games, man. And especially since the start of the new year where they can just torch a team. And as you mentioned, if it's broke, don't fix it. Josh Hart, I think is cap- more than capable of starting uh, on a really good team. But you know, why, why mess with that? You know, all that matters really is that he's closing games. That's, that's really all that matters. Um, you know, the minute distribution, I think is fine right now. You know, in the playoffs, you know, we'll have a little, also there is a lot of time before the playoffs. So, you know, maybe certain guys turn around or certain guys start slumping. You know, there is a legitimate question to be had about Quentin Grimes. You know, there's a legitimate conversation about his struggles that, that it, you know, are becoming more prevalent. Um, do I think he can turn around? Absolutely. But if he doesn't, by the time the postseason comes around, you know, maybe we have that conversation. But uh, for now, it's working for the Knicks. So I don't want them to, you know, tinker with it too much. You know, just give 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 yourself a little bit more of a run uh, with this minute distribution and the wait to the posting to make uh, massive adjustments. Um, but with that being said, man, you know, look again, big matchup with the nuggets. I, I think these last two games are good indications that this team is, you know, they aren't just reeling from those three losses. This team isn't just falling back to earth. You know, this team was able to get itself back on its feet, get back that fifth seed and, and you know, remind people, you know, this team is not one to be uh, messed with. If you have any final thoughts, let me know, Dylan, because I mean, I, so far, I think that we've gotten to uh, talk about a lot of things regarding the Knicks. And more importantly, I think there's a lot of positives to take away from these last two nights. Right. You know, just all I just want to say is it's fun talking about winning. You know, we've won the last two games. It's fun talking about winning. When we were on that three-game losing streak, it's not fun to talk about losing. Nobody wants to talk about losing. And the fact that, you know, we get we get to go right back to talking about winning because this team has been resilient and they just fight back after three tough losses, that's, that's phenomenal to see. And it gives us great stuff to talk about because we're really excited about this Knicks team. You know, we're not just sitting here thinking like, oh, the Knicks are good right now, but are they going to get forever? No, we're excited to see what they do. We're excited. We, we have confidence that they can get far. You know, do I think they're they're really a finals team right now? No, because that would just be a straight up stretch. But you know, I'm really encouraged by what I'm seeing right now. They could, you know, for all we know, get on a really good deep playoff run and maybe pull off some upsets and maybe shock the world really in that sense. But you know, we also got to be realistic at the end of the day. You know, we got to hope. You know, we 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 know that they're likely not going to win the NBA finals this year. That's that's just an unlikely possibility. But it's not impossible at the same time. So, we'll, you know, of course, we'll hold out that hope for that. But we're also just encouraged by what we're seeing from this team entirely this year. You know, we it's been an, an emotional roller coaster to say the least. It's been a very emotional roller coaster. And, you know, 
I'm just glad that they've, you know, down this final stretch, kicked it up a notch. I'm glad to see that they bounced back from three tough losses, you know. You lose the game against Charlotte. They were just they looked very fatigued. You know, you lose the game against Sacramento. Sacramento's a good team. You know, and I know we lost Brunson in the second half. You know, and that probably stung a little bit. And you know that that little looming hangover might have still stuck around in the Clippers game. But they bounced back great against the Lakers. You know, phenomenal win there. You know, it was a gutsy win. You know, but it was a good one. It was a good win. It was good to see Randall bounce back. It was good to see uh, Barrett have a good game. You know, quickly had a nice game that game as well. And then last night, you know, coming back down big and then just dominating the second half. I mean, like they outscored Portland by like 30 in the second half. Like they just dominated them. That was that's what I want to see. That's what I really want to see. I want to see them just dominate down stretches, you know, dominate in the second half, dominate in the fourth quarter, things like that. So just to wrap up the point, you know, wrap this up. I'm very excited what to see. You know, they got a big game against Denver, but it's still a couple days away. So, you know, right now we'll just focus on resting these guys. Hopefully for that Denver game, we have Brunson back because there is that possibility that he could come back for that game. If he's not back, you know, let's just hope that quickly continues to play how he's been playing. McBride continues to step up. The rest of the bench, you know, the rest of the starters, they continue to step up. And yeah, let's just have a good final stretch run. You know, we say it all the time. Let's have a good final stretch run. But like, seriously, let's. We gotta get that. We gotta keep keep that going. Keep that same energy. You know, have that good final stretch because you want to end the season on a high note. So you enter the playoffs on a high note. You don't want to end the season on a bad note and then expect yourself to turn it around in the playoffs because they can gut punch you if you're on a bad streak in the playoffs, like entering the playoffs. Excuse me, and then you face a really good team, that good team could just gut punch you because you're you're slumping and they'll take advantage of that. So you want to end the season on a high note. And I think so far they've been doing just that. They've shown their resilience like they have all year, never out of games. You know, some of them they've come back and win like they did, like they did last night. So I'm just encouraged by what I'm seeing. You know, I know I keep saying that throughout this episode that I'm encouraged, but I'm really encouraged. It's been a big thing. It's been huge to see. So There's a lot of things to be excited about. Let's just keep it going. Keep the foot on the gas. You know, we're in a new winning streak now. We've won two straight. Let's get another big winning streak going. Let's get it going. Yeah, no, I I 100% agree. You know, look, if you can go out and you kind of parlay this into a little bit of a streak here, not even saying, you know, you win nine in a row, but turn this, you know, two-game winning streak into, or I guess a two-game, I don't know if you call it a winning streak, uh, but I guess it is. Um, But you turn these two games, these last two wins into a nice, you know, a a 10-2 and stretch, you know, that that'll definitely play. That'll definitely play for this team. Uh, so you know, it's just about maintaining a high level of basketball. You know, now you know, don't look too don't look too far ahead. But you know, now this team is eleven and three in their last fourteen games, and they had a three game losing streak in that stretch. You know, if that's if this team plays like that, you know that they're going to be the sixth seed and they're going to they're going to finish with a really nice record if they're able to go on stretches like that. We've talked about this team with consistency. We've talked about, you know, the importance of that. Now it's just a matter of, you know, over the next coming days, um, which I'm pretty sure we will record uh, before the next game if it's four days from now. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll make sure we get to you guys um, regarding all, all your Knicks content, all you guys with Knicks updates, you know, post game, talking about the stuff, uh, talking about stuff regarding the previous games. We got you guys with everything you guys could possibly need, stats, highlights, all that stuff. We've got you guys on all of our socials, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and of course, our YouTube page. Uh, And you guys can follow us on our Twitters. They're above our heads. Uh, Thank you guys again so much for tuning in. You guys have been great with the support. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe, and we'll see you guys in the next video. Peace out.